When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez. Lucas Moura. And belted into the net. Brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terra in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we've been nice enough to bring you another touchline hotspur from the new Spurs order at a time when you've all probably been done watching Love Island. So, you know, you're welcome. Um, joined by my co-hosts. How's it going, Owen? Sorry, I had a delay in my headphones then. Um, my bad. Let me just um, go around <laughs> to my co-host then. Do you know what it was? I had the YouTube stream on in the background on another tab and I could hear my own voice. So I had to just close that quickly. So <laughs> my fault for that minor technical glitch. Uh, technical glitch. Um, era. It's been a minute, How you, How you been? I know, I know, I know. You know, I thought I would, I thought I would take my own sabbatical. Just like Ndombele and um, Harry Kane, you know. But to be honest, I didn't think I'd be coming back before them. So this is crazy. Yeah, but, um, yeah everything's good, man. Everything's good. Everything's good. I'm that back with a bang. Don't worry, I'm not going Man City. I'm not this team. <laughs> that perspective's actually nuts, you know. We've come back before two of our most talented players. Madness. <laughs> Yo, how you doing, man? I'm out here, boy. Today seems like another day in which uh, violence has to come down to <laughs> the ground. Uh, you know, we'll get into it, but you know, you know what I'm about, Scott Hall. I don't, I don't pull my punches. Somebody might get punched up today. <laughs> <laughs> and tops, you've uh, recently had a knee operation after playing and representing Touchline Fracker Elevens in the kickabout. And uh, how are you recovering, man? 
Yeah, I'm recovering all right. Not so bad. Uh, last couple of days have been a bit hard, but very much like the Spurs group in training. Uh, the moods are positive, so can't really complain at this point. All smiles. I love to see it. Yeah, man. And I wanted to start off on a positive note, to be fair, because we've just finished our preseason games and our last one being what was a kind of semi-competitive one, to be fair. We played Arsenal at home. We had the fans back and we ended up getting the dub. We uh, played most of what our first team would be, um, similar to the game against Chelsea. Um, yeah, well, I'll come to you first. Like, what were your thoughts on the on the game itself? Who performed well for you and who perhaps disappointed you? Uh, I called the second half, so I didn't catch the first half. From what I hear um, from a lot of people, the first half, Arsenal seemed to have a lot of the possession, um, but obviously clearly didn't do much with it. In the second half, we seemed to have quite, quite a lot of control. Um, from what I saw, I didn't feel like we were going to lose that preseason game. Um, so it was uh, it was one of those performances where I'm like, okay, if you can do that in the season, then, you know, you've got something to build on. I think probably um, one player that probably stood out the most from all of them is probably going to be Son. But, um, you know, like I said in the group, I hope his purple patch hasn't come too early. I mean, because you know, man can go quiet for a few months. Just ask his dad and his brother, and they'll tell you about that. Still, same way. So, if his purple patch ain't come early, and it's a good look for his preseason, but I don't really care about preseason too tough because I remember a particular preseason where Spurs banged over everyone, smashed mm-hmm. up everyone, bruv, and then couldn't win a game for eight games. <laughs> No, it wasn't even the Audi yeah. Cup. This was, this was like when um, Juan de Ramos, uh, Juan de Ramos, second oh, season. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that yeah. preseason, we battered everyone. Just bah, 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 bah. came into the season. I'm thinking, yeah, and by eight games, we won two points. We were looking like Derby, but it, it, it <laughs> wasn't a good look. So, yeah, I don't really care for preseason. I know it's just mainly for fitness, and I'm hoping these guys are fit and ready to go. And um, those that haven't participated in in preseason as of yet, uh, they gotta do their preseason, in it before they come mm. into the first team. That's the way I feel. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Tops, did you you see the first half? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did catch the game. Um, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Uh, I felt like. We very much were in the game um, to start off. I, th- I thought that we started off quite positively. Um, quite a flurry of chances. Put their backline under pressure. I thought Lucas played quite well. Um, was a real problem for them on that left side. Um, and then Arsenal kind of come back into it a little bit um, towards the end of that half. Um, Ali missed the chance that was kind of, in my opinion, was a chance that he really should have put away just before the half-time. And then second half again, it was a bit of a, it was a 50-50 affair, really. I'd say we had a bit more of the game and probably the better chances than them. 
And then, yeah, getting the sun gold towards the end is probably what I'd say we probably deserved. Um, but as you said, yeah, there's so much you can take from these preseason friendlies. Um, they played quite a strongish team. We played sort of a semi-strong team as well. So um, I'd take that nine times out of ten, beating Arsenal at any point in the season. So Big up, big up. Yeah, there was that little moment as well. Like, even though it's a preseason game, when Hoybier put Arteta back in his box, like you've got to enjoy that as a Spurs fan. Like, yeah. Man retreated because he he didn't want any of that, and he didn't want none of that. Hey, bro, you uh, don't, man. All, all jokes aside, yeah, and I, I want all the Arsenal fans and all the, uh, your manager ain't about that, bro. Stop that. Yeah, next time. You <laughs> Next time he comes out of his technical box, we're shaving his head, bro. He needs to relax. <laughs> He's not that guy, bro. He's not that guy. Even like even that. down to like um the goal in the game, like the, the strength that Tanganga showed for that goal. I'm telling you, bro, oh. nobody in that was bad wants to see that. Nobody uh, wants you, to see that. One you ended up on the floor. I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, was it um it wasn't Tierney? Was it? I can't even remember. To be honest, uh, I think no, it was think Pablo it was Barry. It was Amari, yeah, yeah. Amari. Yeah. I know it was uh, Lasoso. He played like a little bit of a dodgy ball. It was like a little. <laughs> he tried to do like a little reverse pass, and it was a bit dodgy. But Tanganga came with the strength and just said, "Yeah, hold that, Rubio." They know it's Mari. That you've been white to me, but they all have the same. Name. <laughs> <laughs> Who all has the same hair? Huh? I don't know. About that the whole Arsenal back. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Holden definitely doesn't. Oh, bless him. He, he needs our blood. Um. Yeah, what well, I was about to say. Yeah, I was going to go around quickly just to get, like, not even to get onto him, but just to get your guys' ratings out of 10 for Delhi. Because mm-hmm. I saw, I mean, like, Ali Gold, like, I, re- I like him, I respect him. Him and Rob Guest, I think they both gave him an 8 out of 10. And I, for life of me, like, I wanted him to do well. But I really and truly wouldn't, I would give him maybe a 4. Because he got a Let couple me. of nice nutmegs and he looked like he was timing his runs quite well. He didn't take his chance, so in the end, it was in vain. But for me, I would give him a four out of ten. Let me tell Based you what happened that. there, Owen. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I know he snapped yeah. Pepe as well, but yeah. yeah, pretty much. I mean, those those guys. Anyone who's given him a seven, eight out of ten, yeah. Like, let's not lie. They've watched the three minute highlights. It's been heavily, heavily edited. And all you're seeing is those Delhi Ali nutmegs, um, couple of the runs, and I guess the the, the chance that you missed maybe if if they give you if they even give you that. So you probably don't see none of the bad stuff like myself. I mean, because I haven't seen the first half, I haven't seen how bad it's got, but people have told me that it was it was quite poor. Um but I mean, just from the highlights, I saw extended highlights. I probably would have given him a, given him about a six. Like it didn't seem terrible, but that's the difference between watching the game and watching the highlights. Now, what can I say? For sure, for sure. Like this is what I didn't get about um, Ellie Gold, who was at the game, giving him an eight out of ten because there was a point in the first half where he lost. He showed for the ball. He came a little bit deeper to receive it and just got clamped four or five times in a row, lost it four or five times in a row. Then he got so annoyed at his own performance, he decided to go off and snap Pepe, which was <laughs> pretty disgusting challenge, to be fair. Like, I know he's a rivalry in that, but like that was worse than the Fafana challenge. And 
in a lot of ways. It was just like he Pepe got quite lucky to come out of that pretty injury free. Uh, Yao tops. What would you give Delhi in that game? Because we've got a big game coming up as well, and I I don't I'm think giving, he can start. Uh, I'm giving Ali a five, man. I, I oh I don't know. I think I've spoken I've spoken enough about Ali to be honest with you. But like my biggest my biggest flaw with him is just his inability to release the ball quickly, mm. and so many times because he doesn't take or make a decision quickly enough, he often loses possession. In like key areas as well, and because he's also playing now, this almost box to box in like a deeper role at times. You know, there's some areas where I'm just like, I don't really want to see him in these areas. If 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 you're going to lose the ball in in the high volume areas, in the attacking third, in between the lines, I'm more than happy for you to do that there. But if you're going to lose it in the six area, middle of the pitch, I'd rather I'd rather not. So personally, I'd I'd give him a five. I don't really know what performance they were watching. Um, to, to warrant him giving him anything above, in my opinion, a six. I thought he was very average. Um, and chances, again, chances that made him the Dele Alli doesn't even seem to be putting those away now as well. So mm. not really sure what, mm. what, what we're really praising him for. I don't know. The Spurs PR seems to just be jumping on this guy's back. And I don't really, I don't really understand what, the, what this new renowned... Support is for I, I, the just, new don't, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, this is the thing which might uh, some neutral fans may not even notice, but our our like Twitter, our social media accounts in general, like Instagram, Twitter, have just been pushing this Deli Ali Remontada to the forefront. Like everything's all about him. So as the newspapers order, naturally we have to speak on it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean when you put in that out and you got to feel like maybe certain journalists are maybe getting told to big him up a little bit as well for a confidence boost. It's widely said that Nuno's one of his biggest jobs is to get the best out of him. And yeah, with all that PR, with all this intent, it's, it's just not working yet. Um, yeah. What would you have given him? Well, you get a six out of 10. Uh, just for being on the pitch after the kickoff, um, this is actual uh, rating stats, and uh, I'm not giving him no higher than a six out of ten. Look, there's going to be chances that obviously the highlights that they're going to mention, and I didn't watch the first half, but just like Hera said, that first half that was um, reported to me, it sounded like it stunk, it, <laughs> like it stunk big time. Um, my problem with with Delhi is similar to tops but one of my biggest issues is and it's not just daily it's a lot of like professionals now days i don't know at what point in their career they decided that they were sicker than they are as individuals and what i mean by that is like okay for instance we all get onto winks maybe more than any other player in the midfield but Granted, I will give Winks one piece of praise is that I can genuinely see the guy tries. Yeah, he tries to perform to a degree. Now it may not come off like that, but at least he tries. He goes to the exam with his you know pen and pencil and he's ready to take it. Deli Ali turns up to his exam late. That is unacceptable. 
Yeah, this guy did not get no GCSEs, no A levels. He didn't go for results day. He was absolutely useless. <laughs> and this is my problem with Deli Ali. I have no qualms whatsoever. If the club sell this guy tomorrow, I couldn't care less where he goes. I don't care if he goes City. I don't care if he went Liverpool. I couldn't. If this guy went to China, I wouldn't give a flying <laughs> crap. Yeah. I have had enough of Delhi Ali. I've had enough of seeing the Bob Marley dreads. I am not having a single diddly squat of it. His performance was average. He's been average for nearly three years now. And it's enough. Enough is enough. Delhi Ali, <laughs> come on down. All I can see All I can see from Deli Ali That's even like A shadow of the performances that he used to give Is just like The the sheer output Of missed chances or messed up Like take on things like that Like That's similar to how it used to be To me But um, he doesn't have any of the good stuff to, to go with it So it just makes it even worse no, it's it's one of those things that I used to see in his game as well, where he would drop a little bit shorter sometimes and he'd be able to hold on to the ball and quickly pop it mm. off or just slide a little ball around the corner first time. But not even that. Like Every time he showed for the ball, it felt like he just got clamped or he would go for a nutmeg. Like That was, it. That was pretty much um, Delhi's performance, to be fair. But I feel like... Luckily for us, he was probably the only player who probably performed below par. Like I think there was actually quite a lot of players that can hold their heads high. I think um, Loris was decent. Sanchez was very good. Um, Tanganga was excellent throughout, not even just for his um, for his assist, but I thought he was excellent throughout. And you know, we'll talk about the Man City preview, but I think he's comfortably. Um, first choice to be picked for that game. Uh, skipping Hoybier together gave me a lot of promise. Um, it's just, just a shame that we haven't got our most maverick and talented midfielder there to sit with them. Uh, Lucas looked especially good on the, ro- on the left, sorry, and Sun just looks razor sharp. So, yeah, I'm I'm quite pleased with um. So the forces Bergvine was quite quiet in my opinion, but again, like he's had a generally good preseason, so I'll see how he does in the Man City game. But anyway, uh, we'll get on to that. Definitely get on to that. But we've got um a situation at hand at the moment where we've got our star striker who is meant to be joining this team that we're meant to be playing. Uh, there's rumours that he may even play. There's rumours that he may even sign a new contract. There's also some news which has come out today from uh, Fabrizio Romano that uh, City are readying a bid of about 150 million euros. And um, Ira, how do you see this Kane situation at the moment? I saw there was a very funny tweet from you where amongst um and in the aftermath of him not turning up for training it was a tweet of he got away with it and he didn't get away with it get away with it man or something <laughs> along those lines let me, um, let me explain it to you man like i think honestly this guy like owen 
this guy yeah. has he's he's done a, he's cheated us like dirt. Let's not lie. He's cheated us no. like dirt in terms of not turning up to, to training. Um, no explanation. And then after two days and it looked like things were not going well, sending this this little getting his agent, I guess, to send this message out to say that he was on holiday and he I guess he hadn't turned on his TV for 48 hours, so he never knew what happened. You get what I mean? Like he he must have been <laughs> he must have been in in some kind of training center doing. You know what I mean? Like some Dragon Ball Z thing with no time and all that shit. I don't know how he didn't know that everybody thought he was leaving. So um, I don't know in it. Like I think he he's not showing me the confidence. He's not showing me that he's the um a kind of confident player. Like he hasn't got this confidence that matches his goal scoring prowess. If that makes sense, yeah. So. In a lot of ways, I don't really think this guy is going to push for this move. I don't think 127 is enough for um, Levy to budge. He might have read the text. He might actually open the text this time. But I don't think he's going to budge on 127. But I've always said, I think 150 is getting, that's getting to the kind of numbers that you don't really turn down. So if it gets to 150 now, I think you're, you're, you're coming into a situation where ser- seriously, Kane's probably going to leave and we've only got a few weeks to make some serious serious changes to that squad because I don't know how we're going into this season without Harry Kane at the moment I don't know what the plan will be yeah it's a sticky one still because yeah I think at the (laughs) moment he's 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 essentially sitting tight there's no doubt he's obviously gone the wrong way about things he's backtracking Mm. and now we've got to a point where it looks like he's almost saying, okay, try and inspire me to stay. Yeah. Because these noises of a new contract were weird because it kind of says to me that he might have turned around and be like, okay, if you do a lot of good business in this transfer market, then I may sign a new contract and I will stay. So he he holds the cards on that one now if, uh, if he's um, essentially going to turn around to Levy and be like, okay, I'm going to want to stay and give 100%, etc, etc. Because even as it stands, like I, I, I personally, I just don't see City offering that much money. Wait, wait, um, Owen, do you believe in the gentleman's agreement, by the way? Just, I just want to get that out of there. Um, I believe it probably happened. I just don't necessarily... <sighs> That's a sticky one. I don't necessarily believe it should be honoured, but it's a little <laughs> bit dirty on Levy as well for not honouring it. I don't know how much of that I believe, you know. I'll be honest with you. That sounds like a fairy tale. I don't even know if Kane is... is I, I don't know if he thinks we're an idiot to make that up here, if he thinks we're dumb. Because who goes into a meeting with Daniel, Daniel Levy and thinks that they have a gentleman's agreement an inexperienced yeah. agent who happens to be the brother. <laughs> that... Maybe it's, yeah, I, I don't know. It has to be something like that, man. It has to be that he he might have thought he had, like, Le- Levy was probably licking his lips as he left, bro. He couldn't believe it. He could not believe it. He could not believe his luck. And that's why I think, um, sorry to cut you off there as well, but that's why I think this clause, this one-year clause, yeah, it seems a bit more realistic because, a gentleman's agreement, like let's face it, I think that's that's neither here nor there. Like even if it did happen, it's not being honoured. Like it's not going to be honoured in in the light of day. Whereas a clause, 
that's on paper saying that Kane leaves if a bid of X amount comes in. I think that's something that's likely to happen. And the only way Kane can get that clause is by saying signing at least one extra year. And I don't think he can sign a six months extension. So that looks like the most likely thing to me. Um, if Kane had a bit more about him as a not not to say as a person he doesn't have a bit about him, but I mean like if he was more of a confrontational person, if he was a bit more about that conflict, you know what I mean? Like conflict DVD, like Dizzy Rascal, that I'm not a muck kind of energy, if he had a bit more of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, then maybe, maybe he could have left this season, but I just don't think, I don't think he's got it in him, man. He is a muck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see the straight. What, what, like, I, I don't understand why we're beating around the bush. He is a muck. Yeah, I'll tell you why he is a muck. Yeah? You've been to four finals, three of those with Spurs, one of them with freaking England. You've had four shots. In 390 <laughs> 90 minutes of football, and you <laughs> you wanna you wanna run over to City so that they can win you a trophy because you're not winning them a trophy, they're gonna win you a trophy. Yeah, yeah listen, Kane, you're a muck. Your brother is a super muck. Yeah, they're, they're, and there's different levels to this. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me elaborate as, as to why your brother is a super muck. All the murmurs that I was hearing about, man went to a wedding, told people that oh yeah he's going to City for a hundred million. Excuse me. Yeah, Jack Grealish barely started a game in the Euros and has just gone to freaking City for a hundred million. Do you think Levy's gonna sit there and be like, "Yeah, Kane's only fifty million more"? That's that's what that's what the the general public want us to believe that Levy's gonna be like, "Yeah, Kane's only he's only fifty million more than than Jack Grealish after what he's done in the last five seasons." If I'm gonna give Kane any praise. The praise would be that he's been consistently scoring in the Premier League for the last five or six seasons, whatever you want to call it. And it's been mm-hmm. 20, 20 or 20 plus goals in each one of those seasons. And some of those seasons, he's been heavily injured. Fine. That's cool. That's where the praise stops with me. Because as far as I'm concerned, you earn your paycheck in the big games. You earn your paycheck by bringing trophies. That's when you earn your real bread. Kane, as far as I'm concerned, he needs to understand something. He ain't the guy. He ain't the man. You're not that guy. <laughs> he's, not, he's not Triple H. He's not Shawn Michaels. He's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not Bret Hart. He's not Macho Man Randy Savage. He's not Scott Hall. He's not Kevin Nash. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not Booker T. He's none of these guys. Yeah? These guys are champions. They win belts. Yeah, that's what they do. Kane don't do that. Yeah? He is and forever will be until I see armpits a super supreme prima donna mock, and that's what it is with Harry Kane. Now, in terms of selling him, throw that crap out the window. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, you don't come and treat my beloved Spurs like what those people down the road ask anals. No, you don't do that. <laughs> Kane is going nowhere. If I was Daniel Levy, I'd let him know you're going nowhere. You're contracted for three seasons. As far as I'm concerned, you can do what you want to do right now. If you want to be disrespectful, I'll find you every single week. Yeah. But from this point onwards, you better earn every single yard on that pitch. Yeah. Because I'm mm. going to make your life a living hell. I would do to Kane what City done to Tevez and basically said, All right, you want to go Argentina? Cool, go Argentina. You're going to have to come back and grovel for your place back in this team. Because that's what Tevez had to do. But if Kane starts this Sunday, if he starts bro, this bro, Sunday, bro. I will 
Nuno, so a spiritual goat. What? I don't care <laughs> his full name is. I no, want him, I want him sacked. If this guy Listen. starts, if I see the team sheet and it says number 10, Harry Kane, not only will I not watch that game, I will, I will not watch that game, yeah? I will go on Twitter immediately and demand that Nuno is sacked. <laughs> Listen, 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 yeah. That is the only reason when Tolls was talking about going to the game that I was not on it. Because I was thinking, bro, I was even, bro, I was thinking, yo, a new season, a new fresh start. And I thought to myself, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen in that starting lineup, you know, because walking into sides without training when he's not ready is Harry Kane's bread and butter. Tell me that he doesn't do that. Tell me he hasn't done that his whole career. Listen, he tends to try and do it. I feel like he's a slow starter when he does do it, though. He is. He is. And he's he he's going to do it this week. He's going to do it. He's going to walk into the team and he's going to play slow and laboured, exactly how we all know he's going to play. And it's going to be horrible to watch. Listen, Harry oh, Kane yeah, is, is a husband and a father. He's done that well. Clap for him. <laughs> he's done that very well. I'm proud of him. <laughs> But on the pitch, he's no leader. Yeah, nobody believes in him. Nobody listens to him. He is the most useless leader I've seen in a Spurs shirt in my life. And there has been some shockers. Yeah, there has been some. <laughs> but this guy takes the biscuit, and I'll tell you why. Because you can't be that good striking wise. Like, let's be honest. Left foot, right foot. He's up there with the best of them. But you don't have the minerals to deliver in the clutch, man. Mm-mm-mm. And then you Mm-mm-mm. thought, you thought, sit, listen, the moment Messi became a free agent, City called Spurs and said, Keep him, keep him. Cool. <laughs> We're gonna go for my man. Yeah, Messi called them and said, I come to England to be kicked around by freaking Delhi Ali. Come on, stop that. Yeah, I'm going over to France where the farmers lay their eggs. Yeah, that's where I'm going. And Messi went there. I hope Kane sees this and realises none of the big players want to come and play with him. Yeah? One of the biggest problems Spurs have had is getting a second striker to come in or just another top-level striker to come in and be like, yeah, boom, we're going to come, we're going to play with Harry Kane. How many Mm. times have you heard a player say, yeah, man, I want to go to Spurs to play with Harry Kane? Don't worry, I'll wait. No, it's not happened. It's not happened. It's not okay, happened. Cool. The most I've heard is one man, like, who was it? Was it Harlan said that he, he bases his game on Harry Kane? But never, yeah, I've never I heard mean, someone like, say they want to play with Harry Kane. It was Kane, a nice, you know I mean? it was a nice, like, there's only one player. There's only one player I can think of at the top of my head. And guess where he's mm. gone? See? Akio Grealish. So, clearly, he didn't want to come to play with Harry Kane. Anyway, he was like, you know what? I know you're Spurs. But I want to go play for City, innit? Because you're not really the guy to pry me away from Aston Villa. This is what I'm talking about. Like, he's meant to... And this is what, You get Spurs fans. And I'm, I'm going to address a, a few legacy fans. Because, you know, one of the brothers, he tried, he tried to get, you know, fiery with me on Twitter. I'm not that guy, bro. I will turn up at your house, slap you with jello friends. Don't do that. Listen. All these Spurs fans, yeah, that are all 
100%. No, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're so negative. You're always talking negative about the club. Just support the club. All of you guys are pansies, yeah? You're absolute wusses. What do you mean we're so negative? What what we supposed to do? Applaud defeats? Yeah? Applaud silver? Applaud bronze? This is what we're supposed to be doing. No, we're in the sport to win, yeah? We're trying to be winners out here. That's what the NSO is all about. We're all about winning. We're all about silverware. We're all about lifting our armpits. That's what we're about, yeah? If you guys <laughs> seem to think that us drinking like this is negative, yeah? If you guys don't like it, then I'll tell you what you could do. Don't approach none of us because we ain't giving hugs out here for free. Okay? With Kane, with his point of reference, it feels like he's that... Like you're similar to that girl who in, in the Olympics who rode that horse, which just completely um <laughs> ruined her. Was it she was going for the gold medal as well, right? And the horse being the Spurs no, team, I blame, I blame her, I blame her, man. I blame she the woman, I blame the woman. She was moving mad, bro. I the, blame horse Harry. Just, <laughs> the horse was just out here living his whole yeah, life, man. The horse was like, fight, man, in that, bro. You don't, you, don't, you don't know her from nowhere, it's that mad. You don't that's know crazy. I think that's how Kane sees it, though. And I, I want to play devil's advocate just a little bit. So let's say, for argument's sake, that the gentleman's agreement is true. Yeah. And mm. we've obviously we spent the whole summer not being productive with signing another striker, even though we need one, whether Kane goes or not. And we're telling all of our new signings, Nuno, etc., that he's staying. Levy's been obviously pretty firm in just coming out saying that he's staying should harry kane feel wronged by that or is he justified in feeling that no what do you mean should he feel wronged about we should feel wrong that he didn't turn up in four finals listen you only need to win one of them you know until you can run one of those finals back here do not talk what one i did was for england look let's be honest yeah not many people thought England were going to beat Italy. But after 25 minutes, you can anybody tell me what Harry Kane did? No. All right, cool. I can tell you we went to three finals as Spurs fans, yeah? And I can't tell you what he did in any of those three finals. In <laughs> any of them. So, as far as I'm concerned, he can feel whatever way he wants to feel, yeah? I personally feel that he should suck eggs and get on with his job. <laughs> Everyone else agree with that? <laughs> I have to because there's a stat, yeah? There's a stat. I want to know the stat so Fair. badly, bro. I've been talking about it for weeks, yeah? And, bro, for the life of me, I can't go and check it. And that is whether or not Harry Kane has, has ever had a shot on target in a final for any team, bro. I don't think he has. I don't I think, think he has. has. He has. I can't, I can't actually think, physically think of... An bro, I don't think the guys even had a shot on target in a final. This is, is the, the, big, the leader. So it's the numbers the are leader, anyway. bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if this is peak, this is peak. That's not, that's not like when we talk about, um, we had like a legacy episode a few weeks back and we we're talking about the good sides of Kane's legacy, yeah. And this is, this is what's left. When you, when you, when you're not paying attention to those things, like when you're not in the matches, like talking about the way he strikes the ball or you get what I mean, the way how he's a, a pro trainer or whatever the hell you call that when, when you turn up to training every week, but yeah. When you start to talk about the effect that this guy has on the club, yeah, oh, it's not there, man. It's not there. That's where his legacy starts to fall to pieces. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Any scrutiny in that area is falling apart. It's falling apart. 
there we go. It's uh, Kane who's uh, essentially he's going to be figuratively sucking all the eggs. <laughs> but do we think he leaves? Do we think he's going to get his move to City? I think City have to cough up. They have to cough up the peas. Um, I don't think it's an easy move. Definitely don't think it's an easy move. Not, I reckon Levy will be a bit stingy. It's really not an easy move. I mean, they had never spent any sort of money to right near what they spent for Greenwich. Um, mm. And then they're suddenly expected to pay that and more for, for Kane. I mean, the, the one thing that I keep saying is that the ball is in our court because Spurs don't need to sell Kane. But Man City need a striker. And he really is the only current viable striker that they that they can really get. So I don't feel like we're in a position where we have to do anything for C. Um, <laughs> we just have to set our price, and if they can match it, then they can have him. And right no, bun that so, price. Bun, no, bun all of that. No, 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 no. No, listen, listen. Man, I'm not taking it on board. Bun all of that talk. Yeah, you don't. Um, your freaking competitors. It doesn't matter how far ahead they are. You don't arm them with nothing, yeah? You want him? All right, cool. 200 M's. Straight like that, yeah? If you ain't going to make 200 M's, cool. Then don't talk. He he will run... He has to run down his contract. What's he got, like two, two and a half years? He has to run that down. By the time he gets to that point, he's not going to be worth 200 M's anyway at that point. So, all right, cool. You might get him on a free. But you just got... We cannot... Look, Spurs, notoriously, will get to a point where it looks like they're going to kick on and then they'll sell their, their best asset. They've done it with Berbatov. They've done it uh, back in the day with freaking Modric. they even done it with Bell. These stuff can't run no more. If you've got this brand new shiny stadium, you can't be doing none of this rubbish. Mm. Like, you, you've you just got to be like, you know what? He's going nowhere, yeah? And you what? just got to lump eggs. Yeah, just like that. But we all know that you can't trust a particular man by the name of Daniel J. Joseph Levy, yeah, and I don't yeah. even know if his middle name is Joseph, but that's what my what? <laughs> hey, what, what's the name of the um, villa chairman again? I can't, I can't remember his name, but did you it's guys American, see the the American guy? Yeah, did you see the video that he made like explaining the Grealish transfer? Yeah, uh, I mean, spoke in slow we, motion for five minutes, but yeah, it was yeah. A... <laughs> We could only dream of Levy like being as clear as that to a Spurs fan. Like it's never gonna happen. It would always be like a little paragraph on on a, on notes or something. But that what I liked about that year is he explained, bro. He explained like he put up the price when he put up the release clause for for Grealish. Yeah, he wasn't just putting up a clause that he thought Grealish was worth. He was putting the numbers that he thought Grealish was worth to Aston Villa uniquely. Do you get what I mean? No matter what he's worth to you and your club. This is what he's worth to us because to us, like this is a player that he's he's very he's near enough unsellable to our club, and I think here yeah, that Levy he has to reflect that when he's gonna sell Harry Kane as well that he has a unique value to us that value might it might even be higher than 150 million I'm not gonna lie to you the only 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 issue is that the contract is running down like Top said we don't all man see anything we could take that 150 like even this 127. I, I might even take that next year from someone else, from someone that's not Man City. You know what I mean? And um, to answer James's question, how much plus Bernardo Silva? 
I don't know if I want them man on my team, you know, right now. Because uh, they had them little, them, them, those racism kind of things going on, like, the, the little no, black they, face thing. Cavani racist. They love black people. Yeah. You got, yeah. Uh, make sure, man. Hard. Make sure, make sure, bro. Uh, I don't want no funny man at the team. 160 plus, plus uh, Bernardo Silva and and a, a box from Chicken. And you can take him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you've got some positive fans in the chat now, bro. I know, I no, no, it's positive thoughts coming. around. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We've got the city preview coming up because a <laughs> 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 little bit not safe for work, but people listening, bed knobs, bed knobs and broomsticks <laughs> sees us turning over city on the weekend. Boy, that'll be an interesting one in the Discord for sure. But um, as it stands, we've got a missing piece of the puzzle in our midfield who's Got a lot of controversy around his name at the moment in Tongi on Dombele. We're getting obviously stick from all the other club pods. The on Dombele, this is the fitness shouts. Tops, how do you see the situation at the moment? Um, is it fitness? Is it more him and his mindset at the moment? Obviously, there was rumours as well, which he was saying he was unhappy if Sissoko and Aurier were to be sold. So, yeah, it's all up in the air. How do you uh, how do you see the situation? Because we all know, like most of us, you're massive on Tongan. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I have made it quite clear about how I feel about it in, in, our, in our WhatsApp group. And part of it as well, sorry, um, does he have to be accountable? He does have to. Um, like, I, I will, you know, I will say, um, taking on all sorts of parts of the argument, both sides, I do believe he has to be accountable. Um, this is a grown man, 24 years old, record signing at Tottenham, top earner at Tottenham, um, coming into his third full season or starting season at Tottenham. Um, he has to be found somewhat accountable because as much as you can try and put all the different pieces around him, um, you still want him to be able to stand up and be counted as a professional. Um, so when I hear these different stories about him potentially being unhappy because of his friends leaving, um, it kind of gives off uh, a kind of a sour taste in your mouth. And you would hope that, you know, having not hit the ground running in really any of his, of his seasons as a Spurs player, without any Euros involvement. Um, I know that he had a child and a completely free summer sort of period that he would be hoping to come back to the summer pre-season sort of raring to go. So it's been a bit disappointing that he hasn't even seen a minute of a pre-season, um, which is, is all very like annoying because similarly, if he was to start on Sunday, I wouldn't bat an eyelid um, at him being in the team. But um, he definitely is accountable. Um, I still don't really want to see... I still just can't take seriously any of these rumours or speculations about him being sold because I just don't feel that we've seen any sort of comeback on our investment yet. So the last thing we want to do is give him to another team in Europe and see him in a year or two 
um, into this wonderful player that you were supposed to get. Um, I still believe that there's a there's a brilliant technical footballer in there. Um, might come across somewhat maverick, but um, he has talents that pretty much no one in our midfield <coughs> currently possesses. Um, so we just got to try and tease that out of him really at this point. But 100%, he is accountable. Um, I'm not really sure where it's going to go because, you know, there were there was there were discussions about him potentially being not in the right sort of fit state or mental state. But then having seen yeah. some videos of him on social media and the training videos we've seen of him today as well, he looks in tip-top condition. He looks exactly where we would want him to be. So whether or not it maybe is um, where he's at mentally or his approach to training, or, or I'm, 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 I'm not sure at this point. But I definitely do want to see it resolved. Um, the last couple of seasons he played what was it, 20-odd games in his first season, 30-odd games last season. You know, I really want to see him play consistently and be someone that we can build around because there's lots of good pieces at the moment in the team. And um, one thing that we were missing against Arsenal, for instance, in the friendly, is someone who was happy and comfortable to take the ball off the centre-backs and try and progress it in between the lines yeah. and find those pockets of space for players like Ali, like Son, like Bergeron and Lucas, to do damage in the final third. And sometimes I felt that our build-up was just too laboured and we didn't have anyone to make these kind of passes, really, in our midfield on Sunday against Arsenal. So the sooner we have him back in the side, you know, the better. But obviously we want to make sure that he's completely right before he does get of back course. into it. Of course. Like, I've been doing some thinking on this myself, like, you know, just entertaining whether it was the fitness part of it or is it more kind of Nuno perhaps taking the wrong approach to him? Like maybe maybe the fitness thing may have been true at the start of pre-season, but I'm not necessarily buying it now. Um, especially now we've seen like some videos of him. We've seen him in training. Like he, he looks slim. He looks in shape. He doesn't look in a bad way whatsoever. But I think it's... And Nuno actually did allude to this when he was asked this on Sky Sports, didn't he? He was alluding to he's not ready to be with the team yet. It sounded like to me he was alluding more to like his mindset. And to me, he I reckon he's probably quite uninspired by Tottenham yeah. as a whole at the moment. Like we've got for him to not even play or even get in any of the preseason squads, let alone get any minutes, is so well, like when we've got Aurier, who's openly said he wants to leave the last two, three years, and he he actually played against Arsenal. He's getting into squads. Yeah, that for me, it's just this head teacher kind of treatment from from Nuno isn't the best thing for Tongi. Like I don't think it serves to inspire him whatsoever. Even though it is a hard task inspiring him to be a part of Tottenham at the moment. Like for all intents and purposes, our project is pretty trash and you've got um i'm trying to look at it from like his point of reference like when he signed for spurs like all this i move he's signed for us club record fee we've just played in the champions league final we've probably given him all of these promises about growth and how we're going to be and how much football he's going to get like i don't 
I, I remember quite vaguely like it was a promise that he'd essentially get first team football to help him get into the the squad for the for the Euros, which didn't happen. So seeing him on the naughty bench at home instead of even having like it, it just doesn't make sense to me why you would send him home as opposed to even having him part of any of the squads. Like it, like again, it just it's it's just so uninspiring it doesn't sit well with me at all and yeah like sending him home wouldn't even be good for his fitness as well so yeah like to inspire him in even for fitness reasons i think it's by far the wrong approach from nuno although again like ndombele has to be accountable to an extent uh sorry Ira, you were gonna uh, yeah, I mean, just just to add to, it, I was just thinking. Um, so, from my perspective as well, like there's there's the aspect of Ndombele that, um, sorry, he's it's, it's it's not necessarily just his fitness or his application to the game, and um, like you said, you've got this whole situation where you've got Sissoko and Aurier that are probably going to leave. And they're still playing, even though some people have alluded to that being the reason why maybe Andombele is not in the right mentality. So I'm just thinking like that kind of shoots that theory down, if you get what I mean. Like it makes it seem like the fact that they're still playing games, there's no, there would be no need to leave Andombele out of the squad just because they might be on their way out of the team. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't need mm. to force a move for that reason alone. So I don't think that's very likely. Plus, um, I can't remember who posted the picture on Twitter. I think it might have been Tobes. But, like, the recent pictures of Ndombele, like, he's looking like Ndom six-pack. Like, he's looking fine, man. Like, there's no <laughs> issues there. There's no issues. Um, and then, I guess, the other one that I wanted to say, and this is just, like, I guess, kind of playing double advocate like he was before. But, I mean, if if somebody said to us at the end of last season that Ndombele was going to have an extended break this season and he wasn't going to play any matches in pre-season, I'm not saying he's not training, but he's not going to feature in any of the matches. He's not going to play in the Euros. Would you have taken that, is my question. So Love just without any, of the rumors, without any of the rumours of, of there being like a rift or, or a problem with his mentality, if you were just told that he wasn't going to play any matches at all in pre-season to get like an extended break, would you have taken that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's maybe I'd have taken it if I was Tangi. No, I'd probably want to be playing games. No, nah, no. Nah. The reason why I say, yeah, I would have taken it, especially as a fan, um, looking in this situation, is because I don't think, like, a lot of people are saying, all right, yeah, he, he's fitness and all that kind of stuff. Um, under Jose, there was one thing that was made clear that Jose went to him directly and said, look, we're going to get you fit. And he never turned that down. Yeah, so... Mm. I don't think his application towards getting fit or getting in shape is the issue. I do agree that maybe his drive for, say, wanting to play on a particular like day or so might be the issue. However, I don't even blame him for that. Like, fine, it's bad attitude, but I don't blame him for that in the sense of, like, he joined Spurs off the back end of us going to a Champions League final, yeah? And... <laughs> The team, the team started to absolutely plummet, and he came into a system where the manager was like, uh, I, "I'm not even too sure if I really wanted you." And that was Potter at that time, yeah. Then 
Jose Mourinho comes in. Jose is like kind of thinking the same. I ain't really trying to mess with this. I want you gone. Yeah. He's like, all right, yeah, cool. Levy's like, no, nah, I want him to stay because he's my purchase. Yeah. So it's it's all of that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Jose is now gone. Jose is the manager that finally got him to like, all right, yeah, cool. You're going to be one of my starting. He's now gone. So now he's thinking, I ain't doing all of this again with another manager. But Nuno's like, cool, I'm not doing this either. So it's it's kind of like the whole cycle has come back around for a third time. And my whole thing is like, that doesn't help the player in any way, shape or form. But what I will say is, if he's come back into that preseason slimmer, then he's doing things on the side. Yeah. And that is good mentality. What's annoying to me is where the rumours are that, are oh, he's upset, you know, that his friends may be getting sold. Bredrin, your friends are crack. Yeah, they have to go. Yeah. So don't be getting upset that they're dry. They're not of your level. Yeah, you like somebody needs to sit him down and be like, look, we're trying to build a team around you. You gotta be serious, yeah, out here and, and show what you're really about. Because we know he's got the talent, but there's no way I want to be hearing that man sulking because Sosoko is about to get sold to some team in Abu Dhabi. But the guy's dry. He's lucky. You'd be, you'd be lucky to go to a team in Abu Dhabi. Now, that's where my that's where my angle would be with within Dombele. But in fairness. That guy's got one big head, bro. Because Lord have mercy, like he lost all that weight, but he didn't lose nothing in the in the cranium. That's a massive skull. Like whoa. So to you, man, that's uh, on the wings. Get some crosses in because the belly can never miss that. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like just to add to it as well, like he he knows how talented he is as well. Like, this is what I think serves the whole uninspired argument more. Like if. He may or may not have been offered this this break, but he knows he's one of the most talented members of the squad. And when you're not getting any minutes and you know this, you see, you don't even have to be big headed to think this either. Like and you, you're not getting games. Like I, I just don't see how that helps. I just don't see how it helps at all. But yeah, and the weird thing about I don't necessarily think that he's he'd be that annoyed if Ori is so good for me. Ori wants to leave as well. So that one's a bit weird. I understand him being a bit um, unhappy that Sissoko is going to leave, but it's like all walks of life. Like if you've got a work colleague you get on really well with, you're going to be a little bit, like you're going to feel a little bit about a way of them, about them leaving, but you're not necessarily going to leave that company as well. Um, in my I opinion. Can, I can, in Ori's case, yeah, him leaving, I can I actually understand probably the most out of everyone because he's like he's had not necessarily the great he's had he's had good moments at Spurs and he's not had some good moments, but he also lost his brother like what a year ago, a year and a half ago. So mm. if he wants to leave on the basis of like a fresh start and all of that kind of stuff, let the guy go. Like I don't I don't even understand why Spurs are looking for like top dollar for it. Whatever whatever comes in, just let the guy go, bro. Like let, let him let him get his mind right somewhere else because that's long. Like, but Spurs are Spurs. Just trying to get Spurs will be the only club in history that will try and get forty million for Eric Dyer when we <laughs> when we should be taking four pound and a packet of crisp. <laughs> Depends on the crisps. Um, that's almost like a perfect segue into going on to some transfers next because. 
<laughs> for the players that are outgoings, it's got a lot quieter. Um, certainly a lot quieter than I would personally like it to be. But there's been a lot of talks um, about certain incomings. There was one in particular which kind of fizzled up and fizzled straight back down in the Tauro Martinez. Um, it was reported that we actually agreed a fee for this guy, but then sadly Chelsea came in like practically the next day, just went and swooped Lukaku up and into turn around and said, okay, we may not sell or may not want to sell both strikers. But now there's in case that they're signing Jekko or that I think that has been done. Uh, Joaquin Correa is being signed from Lazio, who is at Simone Inzaghi's old club. Um, I feel like there was someone else being signed for Inter who kind of plays as a 10 or a 9. So does anyone see the Lataro Martinez deal still happening? No, but I think the, the kid from Fiorentina might happen because Fabrizio just mentioned something about it. Mm. Hey, wait, can you guys hear some music in the background, by the way? No. No? Ah, right, cool, cool, cool. I think there's a Turkish concert going on outside my bit. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's getting crazy out there, man. Right, it's, 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 right. it sounds lively. It sounds lively. Music bangs, man. Don't get twisted, man. Don't, <laughs> don't get twisted. Hey, but, I um, think um, this guy, um, James Chuka, just reminded me in the stream, <clears throat> sorry about the voice break, that into a... Also, probably signing Duvan Zapata from Atalanta. That was the other name I forgot. So, thank you, James. Sorry, back to you, James. My, my question has always been, um, is, is this a signing to replace Kane or a signing to play with Kane for that whole um, Latoro kind of situation? If it was a signing to play with him, I would have liked it. Um, signing to replace him, I mean, I think he would have linked up well with Son. Probably would have linked up well with Lucas and, and our new signing that Brian Hill as well. But um, it just wouldn't have been ideal. I think maybe we need a bit more. Like we needed a bit more of a. Mm, we need a bit more of a striker. He's going to be a talisman, I think. I just don't know if he's going to be that guy. Yeah, I think if we're going to be replacing Kane, we probably need to sign both Martinez and Vlahovic at yeah, least. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'd say take both Keith Kane and send him on holiday. I ain't got time for that, bro. I don't like him no more. What a chief. There's only a certain amount of places you can go now, ain't there? He's been, uh, what, Bahamas and Florida. Like, this is pretty much just ticking well, off the green light list. Because if I see him, it's on. I'll <laughs> <laughs> come back away, bro. Might as well go to Nigeria, bro. My wife can look after him. There we go. There we go. Uh, Tops, would you uh, would you have Martinez on his own replacing Kane? Uh, I, I, just, I haven't seen much of Lahovic either. Like, to be fair, I've, I've seen a fair bit last season of um, Martinez, and he does seem to play well in a two, um, always as like a support guy, um, as he did with Lukaku. So. I could kind of see that working with Son, but I, I could also see it working with Kane. I, I'd, I would look at that sort of signing as a signing of intent to try and keep Kane as much as he seem to be resigned to losing Kane. But, I mean, that would be a great sort of front partnership, those two. Um, I personally still think that we can test their resolve. 
I feel like people keep talking as if this is dead in the water. But although it is their second striker, you know, um, around June time, you know, uh, Inter did come out and say that they were 100% not selling Lukaku and, you know, a month and a half later, um, Chelsea, Chelsea got their man. So I do kind of feel like we just have to test their financial resolve if we really mean business. Um, whether he could be someone to lead our front line, I'm not 100% sure because I think he's quite young and also he's not as prolific as obviously Kane and obviously Lukaku was. Whereas from what I've seen in the last couple of seasons, Vlahovic seems to be a bit more clinical. But then again, they're different types of players. Vlahovic is very explosive. He's very good at playing with his um, his back to goal. And he also seems to be a bit more one-footed than maybe Martinez is. Uh, but he's also a bit more of an unknown quantity. Um, and he's also a lot younger as well than Martinez. So at this point, um, I wouldn't say no to either. I'm not going to lie. Both of them, I think, are very good options. I feel like we should... I think we should make some sort of concrete interest in either one because the last thing we want to be doing is leaving ourselves in a situation whereby Kane maybe gets bought, Vlahovic then goes to, I don't know, Inter, and then Martinez doesn't even get bought because we can't work something out. We can't leave ourselves, like, short. So I feel like if we do make you know, uh, an offer or some sort of um, headway with one of them, we should try and make it concrete just to back ourselves. Um, but I, at this point, I'd take either. I would prefer Martinez. Um, I do believe that it, it would work better as a front two. Um, but uh, um, I don't know. I, I still feel like Inter, we, we can test their resolve a little bit if we really push I, I think we, we found out as well in the week. His wages aren't too high. He's not got that long left on his deal. So this is something that we can hopefully try and push um, to try and get their, the best sort of... Maybe they maybe even them, they want to get the best financial situation out of them. Because haven't they also just signed Zeko as well, haven't they? Yeah, that's gone through. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, we've got to go for it. I mean, at this point, uh, if Kane stays, great. But even if he stays, we still need to push on. Uh, we, we clearly showed that we've got the appetite to create and score goals. Um, so why not just give ourselves an even better platform to work from whilst we've already you know, improved our defence with uh, Romero? But why not get another top sort of attacker to kind of um, cover our cover up our backs, but whether we can actually do it because it does seem to have gone a bit cold on the incoming sort of trail, and that's maybe because we're still trying to get a lot of work done on the outgoings. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. But. It was scary what Yao said um, earlier, man, about like nobody wanting to come in to play with Kane as well, like. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's if that's a real thing, but it it does it does feel like that sometimes, man. It feels like the the types of yeah. players that we 
got in in the in the past to be like or to say I guess like second fiddle to Harry Kane like they've not really been of the level that we've needed they've always been like maybe a rung or, or one tier below unfortunately so it would be good to get somebody who is of that ilk man that we need to play that backup or to play that support role to Harry Kane you just, you just have to be like a lot of unfortunately in football there's a lot of fans that just love the game but don't really get the game and the fact of the matter is people out there would be like oh you're talking crazy there's millions and thousands of people that would love to play with a striker like harry king yes that to some degree is true but the long and short of it is harry kane has been spurs starting striker for the past six years you mean to tell me that even as a starting striker there is not another striker of a top tier team or a top tier striker that hasn't thought to themselves, yeah, I want to play with Harry Kane. But there was no issue with any striker thinking, you know what, I want to play with Messi. Like, you just have to, like, look at... If we're talking about Harry Kane being in that apparent bracket of top-tier players, you can't find a player on the face of this planet that will tell you they don't want to play with Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, Neymar. You're not going to find one. They, they will all tell you, yeah, I want to play with that guy. I want to play. So if those guys are not going to be on the subs bench, because that's that's one of the issues that was posed, oh, Kane ain't going to be dropped. All right, yeah, fine. Kane ain't going to be dropped. Neither is any of those guys that I've just mentioned. But people want to go play with them. Why would they not want to come and play with Kane? And when somebody can answer that question with a valid reason as to why nobody would or why they would want to come play with Kane or not want to play with Kane, then we can figure out, okay, what the issue is. Because my thing is, I've never understood why, even when Spurs were at their height, why they couldn't go in for another top-tier striker. At one point, there was... At one point at City, they had Balotelli, Tevez and Aguero. You can't tell me none of those three weren't considered top strikers at their time or the time when they had them. They had three top strikers. But we had Kane and... Yatton, I mean, Jesus Christ, the drop off is insane, bro. What that's like, that's like Pez and freaking this is football. What were we doing? Straight off a cliff, bro. Straight off a cliff, <laughs> man. I was thinking it was maybe more because people won't want to play with K, mainly because Tottenham just aren't that good. Um, I heard like there was loads of behind Chelsea one season. Like, there was um, quite a few players that turned around and said, "Oh, I'm not going to get a game if I play if I join Spurs because Kane's just too good." Like, I don't know. That is a what sticky you, one. What's talking about top tier strikers or top tier players saying they're likely to not get a game because Harry Kane is so good, but Memphis Depay just went to Barcelona to play with Messi. Yeah, let's let's just let, let let's just think about that for a second. There's there's not been a player that's turned down going, yeah, exactly to Real Madrid to play with Benzema. But you, you mean to the pie went to Barcelona to play with Messi. What Messi did to him is dirty, by the way. Yeah, but Griezmann also <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting what Messi did, yeah. But Griezmann went to Barcelona to play with Messi. Like, okay, let's under 
in Messi's tenure, yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent, but follow me here. Yeah. In Messi's latest tenure or recent tenure, he once had a strike partnership of Suarez, Neymar, and himself. Neymar and Suarez are good enough to hold any lineup by themselves. And then man went to Barcelona to play with Messi. Messi wasn't getting dropped. Everyone that went there knew he's not got he, Messi's not going to be on the bench. They they knew that. They, but they weren't worried about it. They're like, I'm going to come there anyway. I want to play with my man. So th- that whole excuse of, oh, I'm not going to get minutes because, you know, they're not going to drop. What? What are you talking about? That's the part that I don't understand. And that it makes me think more that it's not necessarily the players don't want to come to Spurs. It's more Spurs are going to the players and being like, we want you to come and play second fiddle to King. That's that's how I've taken it as. I've taken it as Levy's gone, no, we're getting you as the second choice striker. What? Why would I go up to a player and be like, you're the same? I'm telling you straight, I'm buying you because I think you're sick. I think you're a starting striker. You should be starting at least alongside King or fighting for the starting spot. That's how you build a team. It's just nonsense. Speaking of uh, building a team, uh, it's almost a perfect segue into what I mean. What else needs to be done in the transfer market currently? Like, um, it's, it's, a, it's a good point on um, on Peter players not wanting to play with Kane before. Like, I'd not really even thought about that until just now, but. As it stands, we still obviously we need another striker. Vlahovic looks like the more likely one, and to be fair, it looks like a direct replacement to Kane, which is uh, which is interesting. And we need to sign another centre back. We need to sign another right back, and it looks like we're in the market for a centre midfielder. Like that's that's the only thing I've been hearing recently that we've been strongly linked to centre midfielders. Like there's been a shortlist that. Um, someone put together of like our kind of most rumoured centre mids. Like we've been heavily linked with Sander Berg, uh, Jao Palhinha of Sporting Lisbon, Corentin Tolisso, Dennis Sicaria and James Ward-Prowse. Um, is anyone having any of those? Like uh, Me personally, I would love to have Sicaria. None of the others make sense, but I, I wouldn't want any of them if it means Oliver Skip is going out on loan. Like, I'd want them to add to the squad, add quality to what we've already got, not block a pathway to Skip. But that's me. I fully agree with that. I think they should be coming in and Deli Ali should be going out. That's, that's, <laughs> who I think, that's who I think should lose this, but personally. Um, Maybe a deal could I, be done I like, there. I, I, I like the look of Dennis Zakaria. Um, I, I saw the other day uh, Leicester brought on uh, Bubakar Sumare and he kind of gives off similar sort of vibes, very tall, very strong, um, lots of PMP. Um, Silky on the ball nice too. Foil, kind of a nice foil with um, Ndidi. So that would be a nice sort of player to take on. He has, He does seem a bit more mobile. Um, Zakaria than uh, what we currently have in there. Um, still quite young as well, um, but he's just unproven. But I suppose these are raw options because you know maybe they want upgrades on 
Sissoko and, and Winks per se. But again, again, these are not players that I want to bring in to replace someone like Skip. I feel like uh, Skip has come into the side. And whilst we don't want to put like too much pressure on him, I think he's definitely starting to look like he's earned his place. Um, and he looks probably like one of one of the first teamers as opposed to an addition to the first teamers. Um, I feel like the key areas that we are looking at, which we just mentioned, um, the striker position has been a long problem. I feel like another centre-back is very, very important. Um, we need someone who's a bit more progressive on the ball and a little bit more calmer to kind of work alongside sort of the pressing and defend-first sort of nature of uh, Romero. I still don't believe that we, we have any trust or any faith in Sanchez or um, Eric Dyer. Um, it looks like to me that probably we'll probably start with Tanganga at right back, which I think is positive because I'd rather see him play at right back than see him go off on loan to Turkey. Um, mm. So a centre-back, definitely. A striker, definitely. I mean, and this dreaded right-wing position, which we can't seem to feel is something that's just clearly going to bug us for a little while. But it'll be interesting to see how uh, Brian Hill how he gets on um, in the side because he kind of gives me it's weird when I look at his his like profile of play kind of gives me vibes similar to Pedro Neto and Pedro Neto performed very adequately under Nuno Espirito Santos um, as like a dribbling very incisive left footed like inside forward in that sort of front three so if you can maybe get him playing in the kind of similar sort of role so what Pedro was doing at Wolves, that would be quite good. But then also, you know, the need for a, a creative midfielder. But then again, I still feel like we have some faith in the Chelsea. I feel like the Chelsea almost gives off a different vibe at the moment in the sense that he's not injured. He's had a decent summer away with Argentina. And he knows that, you know, he's got the ability. When he came on as well, on Sunday, he looked fairly combative, fairly robust, um, whilst adding sort of um, a bit of quality in that final third. So I really do hope he can be a player to kind of kick on um, for us. So there's obviously lots of areas we need to work on, like, you know, in terms of our recruitment. Um, it's just frustrating that we've got to a week before the season, or actually not even a week, a few days before the season now. And we're still in the situation whereby lots of players haven't gone. And the key areas which we've really needed, <laughs> we haven't really addressed them adequately. Although we've got we've got Romero in, we've got a decent goalkeeper in, we've got Brian Hill in, there's still areas that we need to work on, you know? Big time. And yeah, were you smiling earlier because um when Tots was talking about Brian Hill, you remembered what squad number he's just taken. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I fully did. Oh, man. I rate the corners. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, oh, boy. It's, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs have to win a trophy, bro. I'm getting old. <laughs> 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 Would you take the conference league? 
Right now, beggars can't be choosers, is it? I'd take the charity shield if we were allowed to participate in it, bro. <laughs> There's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. We have to win something first. To we even... have to win something, man. Honestly, really participate. It's just, Imagine. It's just so funny, man. Like, what is the point, man? Honestly, what's the point? But man, um, so are, are we starting Giovanni Lo Celso versus City over Delhi? I would personally. I would. I'm start. I'm starting the caretaker over Delhi. Delhi is done. He's cooked, bro. Sell that you. I got to There's no re- no offense. There is no reason why a fit Lachelso should not be playing over Delhi Ali on Sunday. There is absolutely no reason. And if he does, I... then I will be very very questionable of his decision making. Very I, I, I agree. I definitely I agree. agree but... Yeah, I agree with Top. Um, I agree with Top. The only thing I was going to say is that um, I think Delhi is running. Does, yeah, basically what Jay Spurs just said. I think his running does suit Nuno's tactics from what I've seen of them in pre season. It's just well, what he does when he, slipped, gets, when he gets the ball. That's the problem. <laughs> Obviously, until yeah. we replace him, I'm just talking about the play, the play. from what we have at the moment. Who's going to start the match in it? I just think it's, it is likely that he might start. I wouldn't start him, but I do think is it's it? likely he will. Though. Jay, Jay Spurs has been obviously watching quite a few of our podcasts. You know, he he knows what we're all about. He knows the NSO. He knows we're not here to muck about. Deli Ali, it's cooked. Yeah, I'm talking well done. <laughs> the boy's finished. Yeah, stop all this. <laughs> if he starts on Sunday, and we, I don't even care if he starts every uh, week. I'm not hearing it. I want him gone. I'd like if we win a trophy this season. Please, God, please, please, please try. And try. You, the thing you're is, not going like, nowhere, like, bro. I don't know, man. Like this, <laughs> that budget they just spent on it. Oh, we'll probably get into it. But the city game is a game that I think we can get at them. I mean, I don't, I don't have much confidence because I, I know that there's a mistake in us here or there. I know that. Especially at home in front of our fans and a new and a new with, with a new manager. But I looked at the performance on the weekend against Leicester, and whilst they were missing players, I mean, ugh, this is a game that we can get at them right at the beginning of the year. Just get, get at them. It's a nothing game. Go for it. You quietly confident? I'm never confident. We're at home. As, as long as Tottenham have. As long as Tottenham have Eric Dyer and Davis Sanchez as potential starters, I'm never confident in any Tottenham team we put out. I'm just not. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. You can't try and trick me into that own. I'm not doing it. Listen, <laughs> for context, I tricked him into being a Mourinho guy like a year ago. He was ready to down tools and uh yeah, I, was, I was ready. Listen, I convinced him wrongly. I told I told you guys during during the Mourinho years, yeah, that it was the players, and obviously, man don't like Mourinho. I get, it, I understand. Mourinho is not a likable person, yeah. But now we're at we've already seen the end game, yeah, because Mason took over, and I told you guys it was the players. Toby went to the game of Aston Villa and saw Stinko. He saw he saw his sixty pound plummet in the stock market. <laughs> so quickly down to zero it was unbelievable because obviously we got the voice note of how he reacted on that day he was not happy <laughs> that was broke yeah so 
listen to what I'm saying. Yo, I'm, ha- I'm having mad things over here just falling all over the place. Hear what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah? I'm not in support of Nuno in any way, shape or form. Like, the only way he's going to earn my respect is by guiding Spurs to a trophy win. That's, that's the only way he's going to earn any sort of respect from me. And I've seen somebody in the comments say, is Joe Roden a write-off? Big man, Bell's no longer here, so the Welsh Mafia is dead as far as I'm concerned, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, not interested, I'm not interested in, in Jonathan Roden. Nah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't care. He's not, he's not a write-off. He's not a write-off. It's just more because... I'm, because I'm not interested. He's come back late. He's come back late, and he hasn't had any minutes. How did he so wait? Wait, 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 wait. How did he come back late? Because Wales didn't go too far in the Euros. So, so how did he come back late? So this is what I'm talking about. Why, why, why a man like Jonathan Joel Roden have an extended hold? What did you do to, to earn an extended? Look. Pogba, Pogba can call and be like, I need an extended holiday. You saw how, what I did against Switzerland, even though we lost and bopped them. All right, cool. Clap, clap, clap. All of the England players can be like, look, we need an extended holiday. Boom, we went far in the tournament. All right, yeah, cool. Clap, clap, clap. But Joe, Joe Jonathan Roden, what did you do to come, to come back to training now? And let me go back to something with the end on belly thing, yeah? Because I just remembered now. If I was in Dombele, yeah, I wouldn't play none of the preseason games either. Because in training, Eric Dyer took man out and didn't get dropped. Eric Dyer is trying to sabotage Spurs from within. Yeah. I know a bloody virus when I see one. I don't understand why nobody has taken McAfee and dashed it at this head, bruv, because we need to eradicate this virus that is within our club. Him and snitching need to bounce, bruv. Didn't McAfee die? Huh? What? The the owner of McAfee, he got called in some cryptocurrency fraud and then committed suicide in prison. So Yeah, yeah but his virus still but I think maybe the software still exists. So, the software still running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hundred percent got stuff. Hundred percent. Oh mate, would you not start Joe Roden over Eric Dier though? I would. I would. This is arguably our second best centre back that we're talking like, about. Like, the like, bar like, is guys, so guys, 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 guys. I mean, honestly, how are we going to get over it? I watched Eric Dier look uncomfortable against Leighton Orient. I'm good. I'm oh my god! Good, please stop talking to me about Eric Dyer. Like I don't want to hear it anymore. As long this as this Don doesn't start in preseason, there are, there are better players man. for us to give a chance. Eric Dyer, Dyer doesn't need to be there anymore. Like, I just don't, I don't get why was when we played Colchester. Frank Newblay pieced him up differently as well. Yeah, he had him on skates right. the whole game. It was yeah, it was Dyer quite scary. Is Dyer is equivalent to the default players you get in Master League. Um, that that def- that default defender that you get in Master League, can't even remember his name. Yeah, that tall one. That's what Eric Dyer is. Yeah. He is no, he's not even that, because their man are better than him. He's actually a default player on, on Pez. Yeah. So then Pez United players. The, the overall 70 rating, everything white, 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 white. He's that kind of player. He is so 
crap. And we've made him see this is why I, this is why I'm questioning whether Nuno is going to stay or, or not because you do not make a man like Eric Dyer captain in any game in any game and you've done it twice so Nuno the ladders here most of the men that have come down are already down the list I'm telling you to take one step down that's your come on the rest from here is come on down because I'm telling you, your days are numbered. If you, oh, Jesus Christ, he's actually going to start. He's going to start. Oh my God. I've just had a flash forward. He's going to start Eric Dyer against City. Oh, for the love of Jesus Christ. They're all starting, bro. You're going crazy. They're not starting. They're all starting. This is it, man. Eric, 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 Eric's right. Like, the thing is, though, we can, we can, we can, we can sing and dance about it. It, but the way we're looking at it is that come Sunday, four o'clock, we know exactly who we're going to see on that team sheet. Mm. We know exactly who we're going to see. Damn. So the sooner we accept that and just be done with it, then the sooner we can, you know. But for now, I just don't need, to, I don't need to see Eric Dyer in the team. I just want us to get Romero fit. Yeah, that's the we goal. Just for need, now, bro. We just need to get Romero fit so he's playing all right, and then we can hopefully try and improve on the recruitment to try and get you know a another centre back. Maybe we can try and secure Tommy Asu, or maybe even like a Maximus Lacroix. So at this point, I'd even take Kunde at this point. You know, taken that's only seventy so, million euros. Well, I I think there's business to be done, gents. I honestly do. I feel like I feel like between now to and the end of August, yeah, there's business to be done, and I think there's a lot more outgoings than we think might actually happen as well. You know, so yeah, that's the most annoying thing. Well, the most annoying thing in football is that we have the transfer deadline day go into the few weeks of the season. Um. Yeah, it annoys the hell of me. I think we're going to be very busy in the next few weeks, so please tune in to listen to our podcast, as entertaining or painful as they may be, because there will be a lot of stuff to talk about. But, yeah, the way, the way it hasn't been done now is, is a bit sketchy, to be honest, because it, there's still so, so much to be done. But with the Man City game, obviously, ideally, we would want another centre-back. We would all love a lovely experienced partner for for Romero um here I come to you first on the Man City prediction do you think any dubious players start and what do you think the result will be so that's me um yes I think uh in terms of players that I think will start I think um Ali starts I think um it's not ideal but I just think it will happen and I think Ooh, I think you might see Stephen Berwin starting. Would be interesting. I also think, I think it's like eight out of ten, eight or seven out of ten likely that both NWA and Kane will start. So let's see how it goes. Man. Oh, and then, and um, predictions we probably lose that five 0 but let me not lie. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> it's the final loss. It's getting the pain out of the way. 
Yeah, how do you see the result planning out? One of two Any... ways. Yeah. Um, and this ain't me being positive. This is going on history. Um, a one or two nil victory to Spurs, or 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 a pumping. Yeah. And when I mean a pumping, I mean four horrible bits. Sanchez trying to head the ball from no further than two inches off the ground. Uh, Eric Dyer uh, running up the stands to go and protect Charlie Kane from the mob of um, Spurs fans that don't want him to sell his brother. Deli Ali in the middle of the pitch getting a haircut because I don't know what he's got on top of his head right now. It's not exactly dreads, somewhere in between. Um, Brian Hill wondering what the hell he has walked into. Ndombele laughing on the side while trying on captain's armbands. And uh, Son, Son just crying, crying in the corner because, you know, he's been told to count grains of rice um, by Nuno for some reason. And, and that's what I believe will happen. I believe we'll either win, uh, but it won't look emphatic or we will lose and it will look emphatic for City. And that's the way of Spurs, unfortunately. Fair enough. Fair enough. And yourself, Tops? Um, <laughs> looking at the team, looking at the team set up, looking at how we play Chelsea second half, Arsenal second half. Uh, I think we'll just, I think we'll lose, but it'll be tight. Um, I think we'll lose it be tight, maybe 2-1 or 1-0. If we start with Kane, if we start with Dombele, I think we should win it, but uh, I think just because of that defense, um, kind of points for us not really getting a result in that game. Um, I like how certain players have performed in pre-season. I like how Lucas has performed. Son has performed. Regular looks great again. Maurice is back. But I just, with the defenders, those two at the back, I just don't trust anything. Especially, and it'll be a completely different scenario for a lot of the team as well. Because a whole season playing in basically with no fans. And then to come back White Hot Lane with a fan base who are not very happy and are kind of expecting of something. This new manager and the, the players having the fans in the stadium as well. I don't think we are going to perform as well as we're thinking we will. So I'm, I'm going to say for now, we're, we're going to lose it. It'll be tight. A 1 0 or a 2 1 loss. I thought you were going to leave with an emphatic 3-4-0 loss then. But that's that's fair. Like I think I think if Harry Kane starts then we're definitely going to lose. Um however if he doesn't start I'm quietly confident we can get a result that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win but for the shape that City are in in pre-season, like they're only really getting most of their key players back now. Like I don't think Sterling's played a minute, for example. Um, obviously, their lineup against 
Leicester in the Community Shield was mostly fringe players and youngsters. Some of the youngsters had a good account of themselves, but again, like we have more of our first team players play more minutes in pre season. They look fitter. Um, generally, we do look quite fit in pre season as well. I think when we're actually able to progress the ball through midfield, which will be ugly, we look to have trained a lot on attacking movement uh, in behind, especially now it's, uh, with Sun playing up front. And it does look very sharp. In my opinion, it looks very dynamic. I think it could uh, suit us against City, to be honest, who I I, I firmly believe they're just not going to start very well. Again, like a lot of their players aren't back yet. Um, they tend not to be good starters. Their main um, player and their main threat at the moment is Jack Grealish. He's, he's still new to the team and has probably got to get used to Pep's 99,000 instructions. So... With that said, if we can absorb some uh, good pressure and break in numbers and well, um, yeah, I think we can be a threat to City. Like we have been the last, I think we've won our last three home games against them as well. And you shouldn't have said that. Uh, just a little bit of heritage. I will. You alluded to it earlier. I thought um, you you I, opened Pandora's box before me. I, I thought I avoided it. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my hands firmly on the wooden trunk at the moment, just to say, okay, touch wood. I'm not even necessarily saying we're going to win, but as I say, I'm quietly confident of a result because on paper, like again, like we. We actually look like we're going to perform quite well. I, I really, I really, really hope the Celso starts over Delhi. I think that gives us a much better chance than Tanganga playing right back. It has to happen. Like playing the back four with with Regulon and Doherty either side of the wing backs just doesn't make sense to me. I think that's just going to be it, it's got disaster written all over it, in my opinion. But with those things in place. Yeah, man, come on, you Spurs. I think we can get, we could even get the W. Could I'm not saying we will. I don't want to jinx it, but there we go. Um, but yeah, that about pretty much wraps it up with another episode of uh, New Spurs Order under the touchline fracker banner, and we look forward to you guys potentially hearing our joy slash pain in the Discord as well so feel free to check that out as well that's for now um until next thursday's stream and next saturday's audio form pod we're out gents it's been a pleasure peace, and peace. uh peace. wish us luck for the weekend though no pressure no pressure has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.